Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. What a game. It was everything you wanted right up until the end when the refs took center stage. We will talk about the big game, have our last installment of the Colts Corner with a big update, and our pick six finale that you won't believe. So here we go. Welcome in to the finale of the season podcast. The finale of the season in the Colts corner. Uh, Little update for you. Two finalists for the Colts in the Hall of Fame. Dwight Freeney, Reggie Wayne. Dwight Freeney for the first time. Reggie Wayne for the fourth time. Neither one of them got it. Yeah, that's quite frankly disappointing. Yeah, I think uh, it's a... Huge travesty that Reggie Wayne did not get in fourth time. You look at the numbers, he is definitely deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. I just don't get it. Give the man his due credit and give him his gold jacket. Yes, please. But here is the big news of this week and potentially of the entire offseason. Mm-hmm. Unless they find a way to up it, which would be quite fantastic. Yes. We got a head coach. Mm -hmm. The Colts have a new head coach. Yep. It is Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles. Not anymore. Now he's the Colts head coach. What do you think of the move of all of the candidates, all 14 of the original candidates down to the eight of the last candidates, including Jeff Saturday? Do you think they made the right move and why? Um, I feel from the very first uh, time whenever I saw the candidates, the Bengals OC stuck out to me because we need an offensive-minded coach. We have a good defense with Gus Bradley. Uh, We need an offensive-minded coach, so the Bengals defense, because we have a similar build to them. And then also Eagles, because he transformed Jalen Ertz into what he was this season and went 13-1, and one, I think, in the whole season. So just that alone is good, plus their offense is really good. So Shane and the Bengals' offensive coordinator were my two, were my top two. And um, so I think that this is the right move. Yeah. What do you think about the fact that uh, the Colts have now decided to go with two – former Eagles offensive coordinators in a row as their head coach. I don't really have anything to say because they're both different people. Yes, they both came from the Eagles, but different types of eras, Yep, different personnel, and I just hope that this one doesn't turn out how the last one turned out this season. I hear you. Uh, you know, I think it just it's a credit to what the Eagles have done in their organization. Mm-hmm. Um and continuing to be at the forefront of things and then people wanting to copy that and pull from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a few things from the um, 
introductory press conference, he laid out his four pillars, the four uh, traits that he's like, this is what we are going to build our team upon. Here they are. First one, character. Yeah. Obviously, that's good. Second, preparation. Very needed. I love his saying here. You're going to hear this all the time from him. The separation is in the preparation. What does that mean? Um, it means that the more that you prepare and prepare for your opponents, the like more of a gap there is, a skill gap that there seems to be. Consistency. Oh, oh so important. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain consistency, be the same uh, on and off the field all the time in your DNA, and be relentless. Yeah. Don't ever give up. Don't back down. So, I have a couple questions. Related to Mr. Steichen now being our head coach, mm-hmm. do you think Zach Pascal is going to come back to the Colts? Um, as a free agent like, this year. I feel like that would be a bit of a curveball for some people. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple decent plays in the Super Bowl, but I don't feel like we need him. We have Paris, we have Ashton, we have Michael and Alec. We, we're already having trouble with who we're going to get rid of. We don't need another one. So you're saying don't bring back our former number one when we haven't yet necessarily found another number one? Or are you calling Michael Pittman a number one? I'd say Michael Pittman is well enough to be a number one. He's had really good games this season. His season has been pretty good. So I think he's good enough to be called a number one. I disagree with you. I still say he's just a beefy slot receiver. I don't know that he is a true number one receiver. So I think we got to get that somewhere. I'm not saying it's Zach Pascal, but you know, I'm just looking at the potentials now from the Eagles. Another one that I comes to mind: Can the Colts score Jason Kelsey if he decides to come back? Because he's a free agent, too. I, mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to have Jason Kelsey. Could you imagine Quentin Nelson and Jason Kelsey on the same line? Right next to each other. And I feel like they're they're good enough guys that they wouldn't butt heads with each other. I know Quentin, he's nice. And Jason Kelsey's nice as well. Yep. There's no way they'd butt heads. If anything, they'd just bring the offense to the lineup that much more. So I, I'd love to have Jason Kelsey. Well, while we're on talking about free agents, let's look at the Eagles free agent list here and see who they have as free agents and who we think uh, Mr. Steichen might be able to pull on over from them. Mm-hmm. Anybody jump off the page to you? Um, There are uh, two defensive tackles that jump off the page. Now, I don't know how much uh, defensive side we'll be able to get since uh, Shane was the offensive side. But those two names are Nandamika Sue and Fletcher Cox. Uh, Sue has had some great success. Yes, he's an older guy. Um, but I feel like maybe stick around for one more year so that we can get things set on the offensive side with the draft and go more defensive, get some young talent. And same kind of thing with Fletcher Cox. We need more defensive line talent because I don't know how much D-line we'll be able to keep this year. So buff up that defensive line. Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, I understand Fletcher Cox, but he's getting up there. Uh, Hargrave uh, is 
uh, in that neighborhood. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I don't know that our need is defensive tackle when you've got uh, Grove and um, DeForest Buckner, right? We've already got those guys. They're great. Uh, we've got some guys that rotate, rotate in there as well. So I'm looking at the list here going, Miles Sanders, but we've got we're pretty set at running back and they're probably going to re-sign Miles, right? Mm-hmm. So Jason Kelsey, obviously. Then I'm looking at a couple other guys named uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson, who I've mentioned just about every time uh, we've yeah. had the Eagles, whether the Colts were playing the Eagles or in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, mention his name. Now, do you think that the Eagles would get rid of him for whenever he's that cheap of a price and that's his current price you have to look at the his current price is eight twenty six thousand. but the, you got to look at the market value here and his market value is five years at 66 million average okay. of 13.3 a year that's hefty price tag mm-hmm. can they afford it can we afford it I don't know yes. is it worth it I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do need some help with the DB spot. You know, we're talking about a, a safety who we've, you know, kind of rotated through a few people. Um, can you imagine um, CJ, GJ, and uh, Rodney Thomas back there? That would be very deadly combo. Yeah. Um, then the other thing that jumps out defensively would be. Somebody that is quite infamous now, James Bradbury. Mm, yes. We're going to get to why he might be infamous later. Um, but uh, once again, we're talking about market value and can they afford it? He's uh, valued at three years of 45, 15.1 a year average. So, you know, it's going to be hefty price tag, but, you know, We've talked about our need at that DB spot. And, you know, when you've got a, a coach coming from a team that might have some connections with those people, maybe uh, maybe it's worth a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other things. There was one other thing that happened during the press conference that got some attention. It was this little banter that Jim Mercer and Chris Ballard had. Jim Mercer said... Well, you know, we could stay put where we are in the draft or we could trade up. Chris Ballard from the like uh from the back kind of chimed in or trade back. Mhm. To which uh Ursay said that yeah, he really likes his picks and then Ursay mentioned that the Alabama guy doesn't look bad. Yeah. Who's he talking about? Bryce Young. Begs the question, was Ursay just spitballing and they were just having their own little thing? Did he know what he was doing? Did he reveal something? Or did he throw everybody off on purpose? There is a lot of things that could have happened. Mm. I don't know if Ursay knows what he's doing, to be <laughs> honest. I feel like he might he might have <laughs> said that thinking, oh, I'm throwing someone off because we're not going to draft him. And then the draft comes and they're going to be like, oh, wait, the Alabama guy doesn't look bad. We're going to pick him up. <laughs> so they'd be throwing themselves off. I don't think that, I mean, I, I, I love 
Mr. Ursay and I hate Mr. Ursay all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he, uh, uh, Mr. Ursay, why would you ever be listening to this? But if you're listening, I'm sorry. I don't think he has the clarity of thought to think that far ahead and throw people off. I think he was just spitballing right there. Yeah. And I think he likes him. But I think it's not really up to him, let's I be honest. I don't know if Ballard likes him. Ballard may want to trade back, but I don't know if that's the right call either. So let's mm-hmm. talk about the draft. Do the Colts need to move up to get the guy that they want? See, here's my thought on this. You, Me and you have discussed this. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if we trade up, what will we have to give? Mm. That's a fact. I don't want to have to give up too much. I've been seeing some stuff that people want to give up Jonathan Taylor. I don't want to give him up. He's a bad offensive line, not Jonathan Taylor. If you can get a first-round draft pick for it? Well, see, if we get two first-rounders and it's a high first-rounder. Uh, we're not going to get a, two first-rounders. But if you could get a first-rounder for him and you still got Zach Moss and Deion Jackson? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can see that, but I really don't want to give up too much to trade up to that uh, spot to get our guy. I feel like no one really wants C.J. Stroud. I think that people do want the guy from Alabama. Um, I don't know. So I, I don't think we need to trade up unless we don't have to. If, we, if it's more of like a not necessarily a free trade, but like an easier type of trade to make. Yeah, then if, I think we should just to make sure we get them. But if it's too hefty of a price, I don't think we give. I don't think we do. We've talked, and I don't think that it is wise to give up a next year's first round to move up because we yeah. st- the Colts may still not be very good next year with a rookie quarterback, even though they've got some decent pieces. You got to, you know, this is a rebuild kind of situation. So mm-hmm. to throw away a first rounder next year when you could accent with uh, like what I've talked about and this may not apply anymore, but what I've talked about for a while is CJ Stroud and then Marvin Harrison Jr. next year to kind of reunite and kind of do that Burrow, Jamar Chase kind of thing. But that was if we got the Bengals offensive coordinator. Now we got Shane Steichen. You have to remember Shane Steichen's uh, quarterback, history. Uh, quarterback history that he's worked with. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Before that, uh, Justin Herbert. Yep. Before that, Philip Rivers. Right. So let's let's throw the guy from Alabama out because I think he's just too small. I understand all of the cerebral, all of the things are there, but I think he's just too small. Let's just I'm just gonna say that for what it is. If you look at the other three, CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Will Levis. Yes. Anthony Richardson entering into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson seems to have a lot in common with Jalen Hurts. Okay. Big arm, really mobile, a little rough around the edges. Will Levis kind of seems like a Philip Rivers kind of type. Mm-hmm. Gunslinger, really good leader, kind of some intangibles, but you're not exactly sure what you're going to get. C.J. Stroud seems an awful lot 
like Justin Herbert. He's really good in the pocket, but he can make a few things happen with his legs if he needs to. So here's my point. With Shane Steichen's history and the three quarterbacks that are available, let's say that the team from Houston stays where they are Mm -hmm. and uh, somebody else jumps up to number one and the Colts stay where they are. So they get their third pick, right? They have the third quarterback out of the draft. I still don't think it's a bad pick. Yeah. Because even if the first two picks are one of those three guys, you can take the other one. Yeah. And still be okay because I don't know that it matters. I don't know that you need to move up because the intangible now is you have Shane Steichen that could do a lot with a lot of different things. Yeah, I I agree with that, yeah. Speaking of Houston. Team from Houston up eight. Yes, I saw this. They are looking to change their uniforms. Hmm, interesting. I don't think it matters because it won't do a thing unless you change that logo and even the name. Yeah. So that does it for the Colts Corner, but we've still got to talk about the big game and the finale of our unstable pick six. So let's talk about this big game. Back and forth. Lots of fourth down conversions. The doink, which is more like a thunk field goal. Mm-hmm. Thunk. Huge punt return. Yep. And a Game time two point conversion. Mm-hmm. Hertz went 27 for 38 for 304, one TD, 15 carries for 70 yards and three rushing TDs, which has never been done by a quarterback in the Super Bowl with a 103.4 passer rating. And Mahomes went 21 for 27, 182 yards. Three touchdowns, six carries for 44 yards with a 131.8 passer rating. I don't know that those compare and the passer rating says what it does. And passer rating says what it does. Uh, only one sack in the game and that was like with an asterisk because Hertz was flush from the pocket and just like ran out of bounds just behind the line of scrimmage. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Zero sacks from the uh, O-line of the Chiefs is like a thing. Um, but the playing surface was less than stellar. Talking about yeah. uh, talking about like ice skates and things like that. We need to like input the banana slippery sound in here. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but to be fair, I mean, everybody, uh, everybody, all the players are saying, well, we all played on the same surface, and it's exactly correct. They yeah, all did. That is completely fair. I'm just saying it might be a little bit different if you're trying to uh, keep someone at bay rather than try to dig in and get off uh, to try to get somebody. Yeah, So I agree. It's a little bit different on offense and defense. That's my point. Mm-hmm. But we got to talk about this. What about see, there was the catch? Mm-hmm. There was the helmet catch. There's the immaculate reception. In this game, there might be called the call. 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. The ticky-tacky hold call. They're at the end, uh, third and eight, Eagles 15-yard line. There's just under two minutes left. There's one of the receivers going out, breaks out, kind of gets, like, maybe touched a bit, but it's still inside five yards, so it's still completely legal. Mm. Yeah. And they throw a penalty for holding, and at this point in the game, you don't call that flag. You let it play on. They are within field goal range. My desire would be, um, and I think I think it was Zach Kiefer uh, that said this, uh, it's like in the Indy 500 when they end under caution. Mm-hmm. You just didn't give a chance to the other folks. You just, like, let the Chiefs kick the field goal and then let's see what happens. Yeah. Don't call the penalty. Now, I've heard lots of different things. Uh, you know, even even James Bradbury, who uh, had the penalty, said, yes, I held him. I ho- I was hoping they wouldn't catch it, but, I, but, you know, I grabbed his jersey just a little bit on the backside. Uh, I've heard lots of people say, uh, yes, that was that's absolutely a penalty. Um, even though they didn't call anything else the rest of the game, they call it then. That's what is frustrating. Yeah. At that moment, in that game, let's not. Let's let's not. Mm-hmm. But we'll never know what might have happened, what kind of magic Hurts might have come up with instead of Mahomes. Um, and let's be honest, the Colts can take just some solace in this. The Colts beat the Chiefs, who won the big game. So therefore, the Colts the best team in the league? I agree. I'm with it. 4-12-1 doesn't mean anything when you beat the champs. So Fair. Uh, we win. Colts win. I-N-D-Y. Shout out to Maytay. Uh, on that one. Mm-hmm. So, sir, your final Mayflower move of the season. Once again, this is the big play. We call it the Mayflower move because that's what moved uh, the Colts to town. So, yep. what was your Mayflower move of the game? Um, For me, it's got to be that Nick Bolton fumble recovery touchdown. I feel like if that doesn't happen, you don't be put in this situation yep. with the ticky-tacky call. Um, so I feel like Hertz has to hold on to the ball. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. That changed uh, a big complexion of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, your football coach brought up to me that same play as a kind of the reason behind a lot of the other things that happened yeah. before halftime. You know, I, I have a hard time making a Mayflower move that happened in the first half. So that's why I'm going to go with the Kadarius Stoney punt return because that changed quite a bit. Yes, it did. So then, your star of the game, Mahomes got the MVP fine. I'm not going to give it to either quarterback. I'm going to give it to both offensive lines. Hmm. I felt like with there being zero sacks, because I don't call that Jalen Hurts sack, a sack, that is just him running out of bounds. That For me, that is negative rushing yards. Um, but they both let no sacks, especially with both of their D lines being very talented D lines. Um, especially with Chris Jones on the Chiefs being 
uh, put up for defense player of the year and him being held back by the Eagles O-line. Um, I feel like both all offensive lines deserved that. I'm going to call cop out on that one. You just gave it to a group of five different individuals. Your star of the game is five people. Ten. And I gave it sorry, to both yes, lines. Ten people, not to mention the subs that might – oh, my goodness. You just picked stars of the game. You picked a solar system of the game. But when did the offensive line ever get any credit for anything? Well, when did the person who made the sod get credit for that? Huh? Mmm. Oh. Oh. That's not as important. Oh. Okay. I'm going to go with my star of the game uh, is Jarek McKinnon. Okay. Which seems odd. I was thinking Pacheco because of what he did down the stretch. Kadarius Tony already mentioned with the Mayflower move. Jarek McKinnon had a clear touchdown. Yeah. He had a chance in the biggest game of his life to score essentially a game winner touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he was like, hold up a second. If I score this now that gives them time we're only up a touchdown they go down they score a touchdown we end up in overtime and all these different things that have to go through his mind in a split second where he decides to do a slide at the one yard line stop himself make sure his feet stay out just in case and gives himself up in bounds to keep the clock running that is the definition of selfless uh, team play. Yep, that I agree. he absolutely what made the correct decision for his team, not himself. He may never be able to score a touchdown in that big game ever again. Mm-hmm. He may have given up his only opportunity to score a touchdown in the championship game. Yeah. But he did absolutely the correct thing. Yeah. And you've got to give him the tip of the cap for that. Yeah. So that's to me is my star of the game. It is my uh, servant of the game. And, uh, you know, that's that's great. Great heads up football. Yes, exactly. So we both picked the Eagles. Yep. But next we have our unstable pick six finale. And you won't believe how close this thing was. <laughs> oh boy. Favorite segment for me. Yep. Pick six, final one of the season. Yes, uh, you have something coming. I just uh, did not get it today. Yes. Uh, because you made a call that we knew last week wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You said that the 49ers were going to go undefeated and even- With Brock Purdy. Either make it to the Super Bowl or uh, win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which, but it doesn't matter because neither one of them happened. Yeah. So I owe you a biscuit in the face. Mm-hmm. I do not have a biscuit right now, so you can live in fear for said biscuit to at some point be smashed in your face. And I'll make sure that uh, it is recorded in some manner or fashion, whether it's on the pad- podcast or just for the instas. Okay. We didn't just pick the game. Yeah. Right? We didn't just pick the game. We also 
picked a few other things for the from the NFL awards. So yep. we both picked Mahomes for the MVP. Both got that. Both picked Bosa for the defensive player. And we got that one. Yep. Uh, we got I picked Sauce for the rookie. And I picked Kenneth Walker. And Sauce won it, but Walker did not. Yes. For the comeback player, I picked Barkley and you picked... CMC. None of us got Neither that. one of us were right. They picked Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Is, well, that's debatable whether it was a comeback or not. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, coach of the year, I picked Sirianni. And I kind of threw a curveball, picked Peterson. I think they're both good calls, but they picked Brian Debel. So I yeah. guess that makes sense for what he did with the Giants. We mm-hmm. just made the wrong call. And for the big game, we both picked Eagles, and we all know how that went. Yes. So that means that I earned a point back on the picks, which means I went 72, 42, and 1. And I went 72, 42, and 1. Which means the entire season that we've done this, picking six games every single week except for the first time we first few weeks we did five mm-hmm. until we put together the, oh yeah pick six is the thing so uh, the entire season we've made different picks different things different places and we ended up exactly the same yeah so we ended in a tie mm-hmm. so who won well we since the this is like a soccer game exactly. we can't end in a tie so the honors happens although we do both have a tie True. I don't know. So the honors happened, and we realized that we were tied in points. So we're like, okay, we both picked the Eagles. We need a score differential. So we went total points. Total points scored. Between the Chiefs and Eagles. In the car, driving along with with the family in the car. So we did the same thing we do on here. We counted down. Three, two, one. 48. We both picked the exact... Same total score. Yeah. And then I decided, I'm like, okay, so let's go turnovers. Let's see total turnovers. Total turnovers of both teams. And then, so we counted that again. Three, two, one, three. three. We both had the exact same number. So not only did we tie the entire season of picks, mm-hmm. but we both had the same total number of points and total number of turnovers. And so we went to the final tiebreaker which you decided we should just go with the score in general. Yeah. But I said, that's going to be hard to judge because I had 31-17. And I had 27-21. Which is in- incredibly difficult to judge because yeah. now we have to go, okay, we, how, do we, uh, how do we determine this? I, here's my defense. I had at least one team that still scored over 30 points. Yeah. Both teams scored over 30 points, but I had at least one team that scored closer. Mm-hmm. What's your call? What's your defense? How I look at it is, yes, you had one team that was the closer, but both of my teams, if you cancel those out, both of my teams would have been closer to their original points. So you're saying that... I was closer on one, but you were actually closer on, on everything both because of, of the 17 kind of pulling you down. You make a good point. 
I go back to the last week of the season where I gave you two games. Yes. If you go back and you replay, I, yeah. I gave you two games. You gave and me like, two yeah. games. Well, let's just see. But if the fact is, you can't change that now. You didn't know this was ha- going right. to happen. I can't, I can't you, change that. That doesn't affect anything right now. No. Although I would have won. But, you know. All right. Okay, so we'll call it a tie. No, we're not calling this a tie. Well, they say a tie is like kissing your sister. Exactly. I don't want to do that. Okay. Would you rather tie or kiss your sister? Neither. (laughs) Your choice. Do you want to tie me or do you want to kiss your sister? Neither. I want to take the win. (laughs) I want the win. (laughs) Oh, so not only did I give you the two games at the end of the season, but now I have to give you the win too? Yes. Oh, this is ridiculous. Okay. Hold on. Uh, little overview. Do you remember way back uh, in preseason when we were addressing the whole soft helmet thing? Mm-hmm. Guess what the league found out through the course of the season? It has an 18% increase in concussions in 2022. Interesting. Didn't I? I wasn't. Didn't I say that? That this was a bad thing, and I, I, I backed up the Jets coach and was like, "Yeah, I think that's a good point that they're yeah. actually gonna get used to playing with these helmets, and it's gonna end up going bad in the game." Mm-hmm. Didn't I say that? Yeah. Did you say that? I don't. Remember. So I win. <laughs> no season. No, that was that's not a part of the pick six. No, but I was right. Sure, yeah, you're right about that. I'll give okay, you that. cool. All right, I was but right you, about that. But you don't get the win in the And we tied in the fix. No, I won in the fix. All right. All right. Okay, so I'll give you the win in the picks. And I will give you the win with the soft helmet. With an asterisk. What? I'll give you the win with like an asterisk, meaning like, like I'll give you the win, but just so you know, I'm like Jarek McKinnon right now, and I'm giving it to you. So you get to win, but I am the better man. How about that? Hey, that's fine by <laughs> me. That is fine by me. I can cover up the ashes. <laughs> well, thank you for listening along this season. We've enjoyed giving you some great, entertaining content, even right down here to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back periodically in the off season with things like draft episode uh any big free agency news the schedule release in may other than that we are looking to start season two up during training camp in july it really is the off season the NFL. no it it's everything around. is the season because the, <laughs> i mean you gotta like the combine yeah and then free agency starts in march mm-hmm. and draft in april scheduled release and then you're really so as always this is Liam and this is Kevin reminding you to stay unstable <laughs>